received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Featuring Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the Gamblu Bout Business Podcast. This week, we welcome the challenge that is UFC Las Vegas 49. As always... We want to extend sincere thanks to all those listening throughout the world. There are fight enthusiasts in every corner of the world, and they're tuning in. We're flattered. More importantly, our card this week features fighters from Chile to China, from Russia to Mexico, Spain to South Korea. Nothing gets me more fired up than handicapping various peoples with various body types, various fight skills in the octagon on Saturday. Now, four or five fight cards into the year, there's one major lesson that we really should be learning if you've listened to each of the pods. And that is that beating the bookmaker is not easy. Yeah, we see on Twitter everybody goes 8-0 every week, but they're not publicizing and recording their data and results as we are. The grind of running any business, whether you sell widgets or try and beat the fights, is the same. You have to put your time in, and it's a full-time job. That's exactly what I do for you. I provide the due diligence I try and make selective releases, and each week we manage our money to the penny. Speaking of managing money to the penny, last week, a 3-3 result and a profit of .60 based on closing lines. Not impressive, however, it's profit. It's another brick on the wall. For 2022, the Bout Business Podcast is 16-13. We're up 5.08 units, 55% win percentage, which means diddly squat. However, 17% return on investment, that means everything. So, our business is handled. We have no future bets today. However, on the UFC 274 fight card, May 7th, we have two releases. You're going to have to go back to last week's podcast in order to obtain those. Now, let's get in immediately to UFC Las Vegas 49 and round one. It's rare when we take the first fight of the card, but this one really interests me. My history and background in the fight game, besides Angelo Dundee, is rooted in Tucson, Arizona, and really the culture that is Mexican fighters. 
And we have two Mexican fighters in this fight. Carlos Hernandez from Mexico, currently fighting out of Texas. Seven and one. He's fighting a kid from Mexico City, Victor Altamirano. Both of these guys are in their debut. Both of these guys are here off of split decision wins in the contender series. When two Mexican fighters get in the same cage or ring, you have tremendous amounts of orgullo, pride. This is going to be a war of pride. And in this fight, we have Altamirano with a three-inch reach advantage, arms, three-inch reach advantage, legs. This fight opens Carlos Hernandez as a slight favorite, minus 115 to Altamirano plus 100. And there's been a steady flow of money towards Hernandez. And he is the shorter man giving up reach in a proud, striking Mexican fight that I disagree with completely. I think based on what I've seen out of Altamirano's past competition, I lean to him. I like the fact that everybody's playing Hernandez. They know no more than we do. How about this? Round one, we're going to take a half a unit on Altamirano, currently plus 125. If you're patient and wait till tomorrow, I think the line on Altamirano gets a little bit better. Further, we're going to invest another half unit in Altamirano via decision plus 240. The over-under in that bout is two and a half rounds line to the over minus 180. Smaller fighters weighing 125 pounds, that small cage is going to look big to them or with them in it. Round one, in summary, Altamirano straight up for a half a unit. Altamirano decision plus 240 for a half a unit. Now let's walk straight into round two. In round two, we're going to play a little parlay, and we're going to use, obviously, two favorites that I think stand to look really, really good in each of their respective fights. This fight was originally scheduled to be a bantamweight bout between Jonathan Martinez and Alejandro Perez. However, sometime before the fight, Perez's camp got a hold of Martinez, asked if they could switch the fight to 145, which I think is a pretty important issue in this fight. Perez, very inactive, didn't fight in 2020, only had one fight last year in October. He's been relatively inactive, and the fact that he needed to go from 35 to 45, I think, is a little bit telling. Further, Martinez steps on the scale at 10.04, no problem, weighing 144. It wasn't until 11.15 that Alejandro Perez stepped on the scale at 144.5, excited to make weight. I got a real bad feeling that Alejandro Perez is really not in fit perfect condition to bring his best to the octagon and Jonathan Martinez, a fighter who is taller by a couple of inches, five years the younger man, a left-hander with three inches of reach, arms, two inches of reach, legs. He's bouncing off a loss to Davy Grant. This is a great spot for Martinez and I think a relatively dubious spot for Perez. So for that reason, 
Jonathan Martinez, minus 240, the first leg of the parlay. The second leg of the parlay, Josiane Nunez and Ramona Pascal. These ladies are fighting at 145 pounds, featherweight. Rare when we get featherweight lady fights. Josiane Nunez, five foot two, is the best analogy to her is an anvil. She's short, she's squat, she's ferocious, she packs tremendous power, and she has UFC experience. She's going in against a gal from Hong Kong making her debut that's going to be the taller girl by five inches. However, on the scale, Ms. Pascal looked doughy, soft, and I don't think she's aware of what she's about to get into. The total on this fight, one and a half rounds, opened minus 145 to the over, and it's been bet down minus 130. That's because people are aware of Nunez's profuse power and her abilities. I think this is a mismatch fight and another really excellent position for Nunez. And Nunez, who opened minus 210, can still be had for minus 210 as there's not been a lot of play on this fight. Round two, Jonathan Martinez, minus 240, coupled with Josiane Nunez at minus 210, a one-unit, two-fighter parlay returns plus 108. Now on to round three. Round three features a lightweight bout between Faris Zayam from France and Terence McKinney from the U.S. McKinney's making his second fight in the UFC in his first fight in June in Phoenix where I was ringside, we watched him knock Matt Frivola ice cold in 14, 15 seconds. McKinney's last 10 fights are first round finishes. Eight of them he won, a couple of them he lost. He's explosive, he's ag aggressive, he packs tremendous power, but nobody's ever seen him fight after five minutes, let alone after three minutes. Zayam, a much more premeditated fighter, nowhere near as powerful, nowhere near as flashy, nowhere near as quick. However, what he is, is going to be three inches the taller man. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage, arms and legs. Zayam lost to Don Madge, a huge win against the Aussie Malarkey, and then a win against Luigi Vendramini. He's got more UFC experience. He's been in with a higher level opponent than has McKinney. And I believe if Siam is able to weather what's going to be a frantic first round, if the bell to round two rings for this fight, I think we're going to see a dynamically different fight that switches from McKinney being all over Siam to Ziam maintaining distance and starting to shred McKinney to ribbons. Round three, two releases. Ziam, who opened 135, is now minus 115. Another word for patience, because Ziam could get to plus 100 by fight time. And if he does, we're going to take the absolute best number on him that we can. 
further. The fight starts round three, currently priced at plus 105. Now, I am aware that many of our listeners can't get these starts round two, starts round three. So I understand if you have to make another position, two and a half, the over two and a half I'm looking at currently at plus 100. So there's not much difference between the two. Now, each shop's going to vary. So do your shopping, get the best price. But for the Bout Business Podcast officially, we're going Zyam minus 115 or better for a unit. And we're taking the fight to start round three plus 105. This episode of the Bout Business MMA Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. Support the Bout Business MMA Podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscapes.com with the promo code 20 now let's roll into the other firefight of the night round four round four a really anticipated fight between armin sarukin the 13th ranked lightweight in a very very crowded talented lightweight division is going to take on a favorite, it looks like, in Joel Alvarez from Spain. How about this one? A short Armenian wrestler against a real long, lanky, huge for the division, Spanish striker slash grappler. Alvarez, long, tall, but a bully. In his last two fights at 55 that he's won, He's missed weight each time. Now, today he stepped on the scale and was able to make the 156, which is exactly what we needed to see because he had to go all the way down to make the weight. This is a man should be fighting at 170. He prefers to fight at 155 so he can get guys like Sarukian, his opponent, that are shorter, smaller men than him. Think of Darren Till fighting at 170 before he had to move to 185. It bothers me when guys cheat, and that's what Alvarez has done in his last two fights. In this fight, Sarukian opens minus 340 to Alvarez plus 275. And what happens? The world tsunamis on Joel Alvarez and takes this price now down to Armin Sarukian minus 220, Joel Alvarez plus 175. The world is wrong. Armin Sarukian is undefeated as a fighter, except for one loss to the headliner in this card tomorrow, Islam Makachev. And that was a really close, highly competitive decision win for Makachev. Sarukian wants that fight back, and he's focused. He has an unrelenting grappling wrestling style. If he chooses to stand on the outside at 5'7", with this 6'2 monster that has a 5-inch reach advantage on him, he's going to get shredded. So Sarukian's plan and his foundation for success will be 
to get inside Alvarez, smother and squelch his length and his punching power, take him to the ground where he has to be very, very careful because Alvarez does have deft grappling ability himself. He doesn't have the wrestling that Armin Sarukian has, but he's capable on the ground. This is going to be a highly competitive fight for one round. And then what's going to happen is Sarukian, his unrelenting pressure, his force de nature to push Alvarez back and into the fence and eventually onto the ground will become successful in the second and third rounds after Alvarez feeling the effect of losing all this weight starts to sap and run out of juice. The guy's a bully. He's going to enter the cage tomorrow night at 185 pounds, and he's going to tower over Sarukian, and that's going to scare everybody, including me, for five minutes. But once the bell for round two rings, we will realize who Armin Sarukian is and that he's a legit top 15 in the lightweight division. Round four, Armin Sarukian via decision plus 175. I love the fact that we go from 340 to minus 220, and we're going to be able to obtain the favorite in a decision potential fight. Sarukian's fights go to decision. And I think the size of Alvarez and his abilities are going to manifest itself in a one-sided Sarukian decision where Sirukian wins round two, round three, 29-28, and we walk into round number five. <laughs> round number five is not the main event, nor is it the co-main event. It's really an unusual fight, and I'm extending myself here a little bit with Ji Young Kim at 125 pounds taking on Priscilla Cachuera. Many are wondering why this lady's Flyweight fight is on the main card, and I'll tell you why. Because they're both long, lanky strikers. One, Kim, practices precise striking. She's very long. She's extremely technical. However, she's somewhat frail, and she gets hit. She lands five significant strikes a minute, receives five and a half. She's lost, most recently, to Molly McCann, Molly McCann, journeyman fighter in the division. Let's turn to Priscilla Cachuera, who's two and four in the UFC, but she's a junkyard dog. She's mean, she's wild, she's got tremendous power, and she's got bad intention. The level of competition that she's faced far exceeds that of Kim, as not only has she fought three killers, she also was in there in her debut against champion Valentino Shevchenko. Cachuera is taller. Kim is slightly longer. And Cachuera also lost to McCann. However, the McCann that Cachuera lost to a couple years ago was a far better, more complete, capable fighter than the McCann that Ji Young Kim lost to just recently. That's my opinion. In this fight, Kim opens minus 185, Cachuera plus 160. That price currently is Kim minus 170, 
to Priscilla Cachoeira plus 145. And we're not going to get cute here because I really don't know if Cachoeira will win via decision or can maybe finish this South Korean fighter. But I really like Cachoeira despite the fact that she's not that good. She's really wild. She also gets hit. This is going to be a firestorm, and I'm going to go with the tougher, sturdier, stronger, more powerful striker in Priscilla Cachoeira. Straight up, plus 145 for one unit. So there you have it, fight fans. We have five rounds of fights, and we have six releases. I invite you to be patient on the fights involving Ziam and Altamirano, as those fights, I expect the price will come our way. Until then, enjoy UFC Las Vegas 49. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next week where we will account for profitability and move on to the next fight opportunity. Thank you for listening. into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finacaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh! Oh! that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra-premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA Podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping. Shipping at manscapes.com with the promo code 20 Lou.